Welcome, 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 and thank you for coming to worship with us here at Zion Temple Community Church. Again, this is another week, and I am elated to declare the truth that God has been good to me. Now, how about you? Has God been good to you? If that is your truth and you can testify that God has been good to you, then go ahead and type that in the chat, good to me. Now, good to me does not mean that I've had this wonderful week that is perfect, but when I consider all things at the end of the day, I know and uh, believe that God has been good to me. So if that's you, go ahead one more time, type in good to me. Alrighty, blessings, bless you, and hey, don't forget to like this and share it with a friend. Um, I just believe that God is using this social media thing to bless hundreds of people. And it's the greatest way that you can share the gospel of Christ or the easiest way. You can share the gospel of Christ to your friends without saying, hey, come go to church with me or got to get dressed. So go ahead. Just send them an invitation. Start a watch party. Go ahead and open up and let's see what God does. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word this morning. I ask that you might speak to our hearts and our souls, that you might use this sinful man to declare a holy word. Lord, not only am I asking that you speak through me, but speak to me. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, we've been talking about the abundant life. And we're going to continue with that on the abundant life. Last week, we dealt with the topic of why, why am I not experiencing this abundant life thing? And I gave three basic reasons of why you may not be experiencing the abundant life. One was that we've wrongly defined the abundant life. We've defined the abundant life to be a possession of material things. But the abundant life is more about relationship with Christ and being fully known by him and yet being loved by him. And in this relationship gives us access to the fullness of who he is and operating fully in our lives. Secondly, I mentioned that one of the reasons that we don't experience the abundant life in our lives is because we don't know who we are in Christ. Who does God say that you are? In fact, that's the title of today's um, message, The Abundant Life. Who am I? Thirdly, I mentioned that we uh, don't experience the abundant life because our view of God is too small. We concluded last week with a statement by Robert McGee in his book, In Search for Significance, and he wrote, I have great worth apart from my performance because Jesus gave his life for me and therefore imparted great value upon me. Here's a clincher. I want you to memorize this if you can. I am deeply loved, fully forgiven, accepted, and complete in Jesus Christ. Who am I? Who are you? Who are we in Christ Jesus when we have this abundant life? First scripture I want to look at is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And it reads thusly. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, 
all things are become new. One more time. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. Um, behold, all things are become new. Now, let's take a little bit of time and look at this. Here's what the Word of God says. So if you've, when you've come to know Christ, he says, Paul writes this, that you are a new creature or a new creation. The idea of new is... Um, Brand, I was going to say brand new. The idea of new is uh, unused or the, it's not, here's, we approach God this way. Here we go. We approach God in our lives with him as being a recycled creature. And the idea of recycling is you take an existing material and you reformulate it or reform it for another use or a better use. Well, God is not in the recycling business. God has made us new creatures so that when we come to Christ, we are a new or unused creation, not a recycled creation. In fact, I mentioned it this week on break time with Pastor V. And this is what I real this is what I realized. I realized that, 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 that we want to be better. We want to be better people. We want to be um, better Christians. Well, God does not make us better. God makes us new. Amen? And so you are not better when you come to know Christ. He's not making a better you. He has made a new you. You have a whole new nature. You are a whole new creation. And in this new nature, in this new creation, our relationship with God is not based on performance. So not only am I a new creation or a new creature, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says that for by grace, here's the second point, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So firstly, I, I am what I am new. I am a new creation. If you are a believer in Christ, I want you to type that in the chat room and say it out of your mouth. I am a new creation. So just type in new creation, but say I am a new creation. Type in the comment section, new creation, if that's what you are, if you are in relationship with Jesus Christ. You're not recycled. You're not an improvement. You are new. And we must understand and see that I am a new creation, a new man. It is different than anything I've ever experienced or seen in the past. And this new nature, this new creation we receive by grace through faith. So Ephesians, that's where you go to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For you are saved by grace through faith, that not of yourselves. Another is the gift of God. Here we go. Not of works. Let me stop right there. Here's the thing. This new creation that we become when we say yes to Jesus Christ, or when we say yes to God and acceptance of what Jesus has done for us by paying the penalty for our sin, that new nature is received not by works. You didn't do anything to earn it. You can't do anything to earn it. And it's important that we understand that because in most of our relationships, 
we um, improve the quality of our relationships or we are guarded in our relationships because there's some sense of earning that relationship. Even with, with parents and children, children and parents, the idea is sometimes that we earn their love. In fact, some of us have been in um, child-parent relationships where we spend a whole lifetime of trying to earn the approval, affection, um, and love of a parent. Well, that doesn't, that's not the way it works with God. God says that when you've accepted my son Jesus Christ and the work that he paid for your sin, that when you receive him, then you are a new creation. I've made you a new creation, but it's not based on anything that you've done. You cannot earn my grace. So the idea is that it's an un, this new relationship, this new man is an un earned, unmerited relationship with God that you cannot work for. It is a gift. In other words, if it were, Paul says this is what you would do. You would say, God, you owe me. Or you would expect God to respond to certain things because you've performed certain ways. And so now you expect God to perform to do things. And it's not that way at all. It's simply that he loves you. Remember? fully accepted, fully forgiven, and valued. That's what the abundant life is. And so the abundant life, this new life, is something that we are not used to. So I'm a brand new creation in Christ. My relationship with him is based on grace, unearned, unmerited favor of God, not of works in this unearned relationship. Here's the third point. I am the righteousness of God. Well, now, I know that sounds conceited, right? I, you can't even fathom. I can't even fathom the fact that I am the righteousness of God. Why? Because I'm thinking with that old mind. But this new creation, this new nature, God says that you are the righteousness of Christ. Check this out. 2 Corinthians, same, same chapter, 5, verse 21. Go down a few verses. It says this. For he made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Wow. I am the righteousness of God. He made him who knew no sin to be made sin that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. It's not what I say. It's not. And here it is. God, God is not, remember, it's not based on, on works. It's not based on your performance. God is not saying to the believer who comes to Christ that you become the righteousness of God if you do X, Y, and Z. No. He says you are the righteousness of God because of the, um, Jesus Christ became sin for you. He paid the price for your sin. I know this is the basic teaching of some of you are. are like, Why is he spending so much time here? Because it is the foundation of our, uh, this understanding is the foundation of our relationship with God and how we enjoy him and, and how we relate to others as well. So imagine this if you would. Um, uh, imagine two ledgers. Those of you who are in accounting, you, you, you use ledgers all the time, right? Assets and liabilities or whatever. But imagine two ledgers, and on this side, the ledger is all of your sin. 
It's all about you. It's sin. Now, we agree that we've all sinned, right? If you agree with that, type in agree. Amen. So we all sin. The Word of God says that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we are sinners. So whatever sin your issues are, they're on this ledger. Then on this ledger is the righteousness of God. Okay? Through, through Jesus Christ. So what, what God did was to make Jesus become sin. Jesus took your sin onto his ledger and exchange for your sin, his righteousness is imputed or put inside of this new nature, this new creation that you are, so that you are now the righteousness of God. Amen. So we were say, I know that sounds sacrilegious, but it isn't. Trust me. We are the righteousness. Don't trust me. Trust the word of God. We are the righteousness of God. The word of God says so. And when we begin to see ourselves as the righteousness of God, our behavior will begin to line up with who we are. Remember Big Mama? Big Mama said, if you don't know who you is, you're going to act like who you ain't. The antithesis to that is if you know who you are, you're going to act like who you are. And so, I'm a brand new creation in relationship with God, um, an, um, a relationship that is in, with God that I don't earn his favor, that is given to me, and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the idea, what I want you to understand when we become the righteousness of God, is that when God forgave us, he didn't gloss over our sin. Hello? It's not that God accepted our sin as sinful lifestyle or accept sin. No, there was a penalty to be paid for sin, and that's what Jesus took on, that his blood paid and satisfied the righteousness of God. And when his blood satisfied the righteousness of God for our sin, he imputed his righteousness into us. You, my brother, my sister, who've come to know Christ, you are the righteousness of God. You are in relationship with God, not based on your works. And you are a new creation. And it is that new creation of who we are that's unfolding. And in that new creature, that new creation of you is the righteousness of God. That's you. Now, if you believe that, that and you've accepted Christ, you said yes to God, I want you to type in these things. I am the righteousness of God. I am a new creation. My relationship is without merit with God. Isn't that awesome? That's just some of who you are in Christ Jesus. You know, I wanted to go on, but I sense that it's time to stop because I'm realizing that we only remember certain, a certain amount of material when it's given to us. So those three things, I am the righteousness of God, I am in an unmerited relationship or an unearned relationship with God, and I am a new creation. That's who you are.
Now, here's the deal. You only get that new creation by accepting what God has done for you through the death of Jesus Christ. It's what puts us in relationship with him. So if you're listening today and you want to be declared, you want to know that you are, you want to be forgiven. You want to know that there's a new you, not a better you, but you want a new you. And you want to have this relationship with God that you can't earn, you don't have to earn, don't have to work for. It's free. Given to every believer. If you want that, would you just simply type in the words, I do? I do. Or you could email the words, I do, to online at ztccla.com. That's online at ztccla.com. Listen. Don't, don't, don't get in your head and let that stop you. You can have this new life today. You know what? Let's pray. And I, I want you to repeat these words with me, but I want you to, to mean them. I'm going to pray, and we're going to be talking to God. And it's not so much the words, but it's you communicating with God. Would you pray this with me? God, I know that I'm a sinner. I want this new life that pastor's talking about. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life, and I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's just that simple. In the beginning, this new life. Don't forget to type in the words I do or email I do to ztccla.com because we want to explain and spend some time with you, send you material that will help you get a solid foundation on this new life of who you are in Christ Jesus. Others of you, if you desire prayer, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. You can just email the word prayer to prayer at ztccla. That's prayer at ztccla. Hey, let us know your prayer request. We want to pray with you. We'll reach out to you. And the only thing we ask is that you respond and let us know when God answers your prayer. Because, or when you see the manifestation of your prayer. Because we believe that God answers prayer here. In fact, anybody out here at Zion or, or if you're just visiting with us today and you know that God answers prayer, he's answered prayer in your life, would you go ahead and testify by typing in the words, answers prayer. Answers prayer. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for um, worshiping with us today. I have a couple of more things. For those of you who want to join us for communion, we will be taking communion. I know this is the first Sunday. I haven't forgotten. But we will do communion together via Zoom on Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. That's Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. And we will send you the Zoom link. Just type in the word communion. Or you can email. Just type um, the word communion to online at ztccla.com. That's online at ztccla.com. Or Type in the word communion there, and we'll get you the link to our, um, our Zoom. Now, before we leave, I have someone special who has a, a something to say to you, so I want you to listen closely as he comes and shares with you really quickly. And um, 
enjoy. Don't leave. Listen to him. And then when he's done, don't, you don't have to leave. You can worship with our band as they play us out. And don't forget, those of you who wish to partner with us in ministry, you'll see those instructions right there in the chat, as well as while the band is playing. God is doing great things with us. We've become a resource for the community for food. And also, next week, we're going to give you a date. We will be hosting um, a vaccination um, drive. We will be a vaccination site. So we'll get you that information next week. Stay tuned to our Facebook, Instagram, and we'll also be putting that information there. All righty? So don't leave. Listen to our, our special guest that's coming right now. <laughs> 